0: Yeah, really. Push it, push it. We got the game in the figure four. Stay over there with your pick and roll. Pick Nigga, up. I'm calling the ISO here in the gangster typo. Police and Shirju Geico. Go. Call him like another shop, like a mic.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend. Jalen Hunter and if you would do me a favor please subscribe to wherever you're listening please subscribe to wherever you're watching it definitely means a lot to me for all my YouTube viewers uh clearly as you can see I'm not home right now uh because of work I am not home right now and we got to you know get the ball rolling somehow so um, um I'm not home so uh but we'll start this week is, of course, the Divisional Championship Games. You have the Bengals, you have uh, Kansas City Chiefs, you have the San Francisco 49ers, and you have the LA Rams. Let's start with the first game that we'll get, which is the Bengals and the Chiefs. (laughs) To say, and and I've said this almost every week, to say that I'm surprised and shocked that the Bengals are here, it, it would be an understatement. First and foremost, I knew Joe Burrow was good uh i knew jamar chase had a I had a had a chance to be good and they have some really good pieces i mean but when you when you talk about the division when you talk about the conference it, it just i just felt like the the bingles weren't there yet and boy was i wrong man and but i'm happy for the bingles i'm happy for the bingles you know joe burrow gets hurt last year um Jamar Chase and the in the horrible fumbles not fumbles like the 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 non catches that he was dealing with in the preseason I didn't I didn't think they would get here but I but I'm happy for them and they deserve to be here they've played some really good games they beat the number 1 uh seed in the conference and the and Tennessee Titans and they have played their way here Jamar Chase has been great Joe, Joe Burrow's been great Joe Mixon has been great and the one thing especially last week the one thing that that they have struggled with the most uh well the two things they struggle with the most is the offensive line and the defense now their offensive line was horrible last week joe burrow had not he, he was sacked 9 times if, and that's even that's even surprising to me the fact that joe burrow can get sacked 9 times and still win the game is 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 crazy i think that's a lot to do with the cincinnati bengals but there's a little bit to do with the uh Tennessee Titans. I mean, again, Ryan Tannehill gave had three poor turnovers, especially one to start the game. But the offensive line was horrible for the uh Cincinnati Bengals last week. And their defense, their defense has struggled all year. However, their defense, like I said, came to play last week. They had uh three huge turnovers against Pat, uh Ryan Tannehill. And even though they 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 you know Derrick Henry coming back from injury, he did score. Uh, And A.J. Brown scored on an incredible pass by Ryan Tannehill. But all in all, they were able to keep the Tennessee Titans in check. So before I talk about, you know, Cincinnati or Kansas City Chiefs, let's talk about how the, the Cincinnati Bengals can win this game or, you know, I'm going to say how they can win the game for each team, how this team can win the game. I'm going to say they're probably their biggest flaw. And I'm also going to give uh, the X factor. That's not the quarterback. How can Cincinnati Bengals win this game? First and foremost, they played the Kansas City Chiefs uh, later. into I think it was week 16. I believe they played the Kansas City Chiefs. And one thing that Joe Burrow is able to do very well and that is seize the moment especially if a player is injured especially if uh you're going against a poor secondary especially if you have the superior you know your offensive squad is better than their defensive squad and for some reason the Kansas City Chiefs kept single coveraging Lamar uh Jamar Chase I don't know why I think it was kind of like ego thing. Cause I remember their offense or defensive coordinator was like, we don't need a single cover uh, Jamar chase. It doesn't make sense. Jamar chase lift them up for like 249 yards or something like that. So the way that they could win this game and that's the Cincinnati Bengals is use what you have best. The Cincinnati Bengals off uh, offensive weapons, Joe Mixon, T Higgins, Jamar chase, <laughs> uh, the tight ends, Tyler Boyd. They, are better than this the chief secondary. And if he's able to keep hitting those, you know keep getting the wide receivers at their best points or 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 the places that make you know th- that they're best at, you know some slant routes or some goal routes, they will be successful. the The Cincinnati Bengals, they don't want to get into their defense has to be big. their defense has to be big and Kansas City I mean the the Cincinnati Bengals have to utilize Jamar Chase and his speed uh, T Higgins in his size Tyler Boyd in his hand then you need to be able to utilize that and you have you have to your defense has to be big it was big last week however you're playing against last week you played against Ryan Tannehill and why while Tannehill is a good quarterback Ryan Tannehill for sure is not Lamar, is not uh, Patrick Mahomes. So you're going to have to come big. I'm not saying you have to get three interceptions again, but you can't let it be a shootout. While Cincinnati Bengals can win in a shootout, this Kansas City Chiefs team is not the same Kansas City Chiefs team they saw just a couple of weeks ago. You know, they have their bravado. They just beat a, they They had an incredible game against the Bills. Their, their energy's up because they, they smell that they're, you know, they smell making it to their third straight in, uh, NBA, NBA <laughs> third straight Super Bowl. The last thing that you want to do is have or be in a shootout with Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, uh, Travis Kelsey. You do not want to do that. So their defense has to be big and their offense. You know, they have to utilize what they're best at. Joe Mixon, even though the, the – I don't know how big – Especially running the ball, Joe Mixon will have. Seeing as though the Kansas City Chiefs running run defense has improved, however, if he can get some catches in, in the slants, get some catches in the flats, that that could help this offense. And that is the Cincinnati Bengals. How? What? Who's the X factor? To me, the X factor is the defense, the 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 secondary of the defense, because it's a tall task going up against the Tyreek Hills, A tall task going up against. um uh travis kelsey but this is the task that they are taxed with you're going to have to slow them down i know it's easier said than done seeing as though this, the bills weren't able to do it um the, the steelers weren't able to do it but you're gonna have to find a way to slow down tyreek hill and travis kelsey it, it, one of them can go off one of them can go off but you can't have both both cannot have a good game because when they have a good game, Patrick Mahomes has confidence. And when that's the case, it's it's a done deal. Make someone make a McCole Harmon beat you. Even though he can make a McCole, make McCall Harmon beat you, make Pringle beat you, make somebody of that stature. You, you cannot let, you cannot give Patrick Mahomes the ability to get hot with his favorite weapons. It's just not gonna work. So the Cincinnati Bengals secondary is definitely the X factor in this game. And how can they lose this game? Because I didn't really do this last or for the divisional round, but how can they lose this game? Cincinnati Bengals can lose this game very easily. If their offensive line, the, I think the biggest reason why they were able to win, even though they gave up nine sacks, is because Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans didn't capitalize. You know, Derrick Henry was still, you know, it was his first game back after a long stint due to injury and a foot injury at that. So he didn't have the same burst. And Ryan Tannehill didn't seize the moment. I do not foresee that happening with the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I don't, the Kansas City Chiefs pass, pass rush is not as good as the Tennessee Titans pass rush. However, if they get to Jamar, I mean, if they get to Joe Burrow and sack him multiple times i do not expect the Kansas city chiefs to not capitalize so if the 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 way that the Bengals can lose this game is if they do not take care of or try to keep uh, joe burrow as clean as possible they have i'm not gonna say they have no shot but you're going against the quarterback and patrick mahomes that's going to capitalize because um Ryan Tannehill did not capitalize. I do not foresee that with Patrick Mahomes. So that's how they can lose. Let's go over to the Kansas City Chiefs side. Kansas City Chiefs just had probably the, one of the best games in NFL history. You know, uh, winning in overtime against the Bills, Patrick Mahomes against Josh Allen. It was one for the record books. And it's going. It, I understand right now you're at an all-time high. You're in an all-time high because you just beat probably the, in my opinion, the best or the 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 closest team to you, even though you did lose to Cincinnati in the regular season. To me, the the Chiefs and the Bills, especially with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, they're pretty much the closest. And you just beat them. So I guess I'll start with this: how you can lose. And it's it's very easy to ride that high and kind of overlook the cincinnati Bengals. now i also understand that if they beat the Bengals, this will be their third straight super bowl but i understand that you you always see that well you usually see it in college but you always see that the the college team that that does the unthinkable you know they'll they'll beat alabama they'll beat a georgia they'll beat uh, an oklahoma they'll beat one of the top teams like a You'll see a, a Mississippi State beat an Alabama. And then next week, they play uh, an LSU and, and in a dogfight. Or you'll see um, an Arizona beat Oregon. And then next week, they just get, they're in a dogfight with Colorado. Because you you kind of slay the, the, the conference, the conference de- Goliath, it's kind of hard to get up for the next game if the next game is not like a super bowl or something however and that to me is how they the cincinnati or yeah the kansas city chiefs i'm sorry could lose this game if they do not respect the bengals as if they do not respect the bengals as a conf, an actual conference championship then and overlook them because it's like we just beat the chiefs i mean we just beat the bills now we're looking forward to either the 49ers or the rams they could definitely lose this game also we need to see the status of tyron matthew because as we saw they went at the secondary after tyron matthew went out now i understand that's one person but when he, he's one of the leaders of the if actually he is the leader of the secondary and he went out with a concussion. Is out, And as you saw, Gabriel Davis went crazy, had four touchdowns, which is an NFL record for one player in the playoffs. So if they gave up that much to Gabriel Davis, how do you, and, and if Tyron Matthew is not there, what do you think is going to happen when you're going up against, I mean, think about it. While you have Stephon Diggs, Stephon Diggs is is the the superior wide receiver to both teams and Gabriel Davis is good too even though he's more underrated what do you think that secondary is going to do with a Jamar Chase a Tyler Boyd a T Higgins like that that's not that's not I don't know so that secondary has to they have to be able to kind of like how the Bengals secondary has to slow down a Tyreek Hill uh, and the Travis Kelsey. The Cincinnati or the Cincinnati no, Kansas City Chiefs secondary has to be able to slow down Jamar Chase and T Higgins, which no one has been able to do all season. And like I said, you're going to have to respect this game, which I don't think they'll have a problem with because they've done this before. They this will be if they win this uh, win the this game this will be their third straight Super Bowl. But, you know, you always have those moments where we just slayed uh, the team that a lot of people didn't think we can do or the game was a lot harder than we thought. And we're just going to overlook this team because we want to get to the Super Bowl. And the X factor has to be Tyron Matthew. I don't know how he's going to, how he's, you know, with the concussion and everything. I don't know how he's going to play. You know, it's... Now you do get an extra day. I think they played on Saturday. Uh what was it Sunday? It was Sunday. It was Saturday. One of them days. They played on one of them days. So, you know, hopefully you get them back. It didn't seem like that much of an injury, but you really never know with the concussion. Uh but the top the, the X factor is Tyron Matthew. The last thing that you want is to go into a game where you have to go against those wide receivers and not have your captain in the secondary. So that is the X factor for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, who's going to win this game? And honestly, this is, t- is harder for me than I thought it would be. I thought it will be easy Kansas City Chiefs. And while I'm still picking the Kansas City Chiefs to win, I'm not just writing off the Cincinnati Bengals. For one, they beat them in the regular season, when I understand the regular season is not the playoffs, but you beat them in the last meeting, you have... You know, Joe Burrow has played a lot better than I thought he would. Um, you have the, the the wide receivers to really break this secondary. And while the Kansas City Chiefs are playing a lot better than they were when they played the first time, what you want to do is keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. That's one thing that they um that's one thing that the Rams did so well against the Bucs until, of course, the whole turnovers and stuff. They were keeping, um, they were keeping Tom Brady off the field. If you keep, if you control the time, the time possession means you're going to have to be successful running the ball. You're going to be, you're going to have to be successful passing the ball. If you're able to control the clock, the Cincinnati Bengals to me have a shot. However you're going up against a red hot Kansas City Chiefs you're going up against a team that's been here you're going up a team you're going up against a team that's trying to have redemption from last year even though they're not playing they wouldn't play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl this year they want to get back and redeem themselves from losing last week's or last year I'm sorry so I have Kansas City Chiefs winning this game I just think You're catching them at the absolute worst time. You're catching them with Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. You're catching them when Tyreek Hill is at his high. You're catching them when all their best players are pretty much at their high outside of Tyron Matthew, and I think that we have to see moving forward. So I'm going to take Kansas City Chiefs in a close one. I don't think it's going to be a blowout or anything because I I respect the Bengals enough to say that they're going to be able to stay in it. But I have Kansas City Chiefs winning this game. Let's go over to the NFC. The 49ers and the Rams. Let's let's start with the 49ers. You know it's funny? This this 49ers team is the team that I, I predicted or I talked about in the preseason. Remember when I was talking about the NFC West, uh, and I said that this will be probably the, the, the best conference in the in the NFL, or I'm sorry, the best division in the NFL. And I said one of the hardest teams to grade are the 49ers. And I said it was hard because I was either put them at one or two. I ended up put the, putting them at second with the Rams. But I said they were, they were challenging because this team, when, you're, when you look at the totality of the team, they only have one flaw. And that is um, you don't really know what you're getting week from week from Jimmy G. And, of course, in the start of the season, and they, you know, for some reason, the 49ers are always one of those teams that have so many injuries throughout, throughout the regular season, They're kind of like the Eagles. Um, but they, they caught fire at the right time. They got healthy at the right time. Uh, Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, Jimmy G has been, has been good or serviceable. Um, you know, Debo Samuels is, has probably been the MVP of this team they have they've they've just george kill's been great they've just caught fire at the right time and their teams got healthy at the right time kyle shanahan has been great as a coach and of course as we know the 49ers and rams have a history uh as far as mike uh kyle shanahan and oh man sean mcveigh it's it's This is the matchup. Well, this isn't the matchup, of course, that we expected and probably won it, but I'm not surprised seeing as though when you look at how how this 49 team is constructed and the fact that their defense is so good and, and they have so many skilled players at different spots, I'm not surprised that they're here. I am surprised that they beat, you know, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, especially in Lambeau, but it is what it is now how can they win this game they've already beat the rams twice they swept the season series now this Ram, you know the Ram, this rams team is different of course the regular season the playoffs are different and this is a divisional rival but if you the one thing that the the 49ers have that the Rams don't is that level of physicality, even though you have an Aaron Donald, even though you have Von Miller, even though you have Jalen Ramsey, the the 49ers like to play more of a smash mouth type of football, especially when they go against a finesse team like the Rams. Um, and I think that's, that's what they're going to try to do. In fact, you saw that the first two games they played this year, um, they just, they were just more physically dominant than the Rams. Now, you didn't have Von Miller playing like he is and you didn't have this defense. Cause the defense, the, the Rams defense has been poor all year outside of Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. All the other positions haven't been that good. And this is, you know, they've kind of kicked it into gear in the postseason. but you know, it's, it's, you still have the physical advantage in the 49ers and Jimmy G just does not, cannot turn the ball over. Uh, You saw the second game, the biggest, play of the game actually was towards was at the end when Matthew Stafford turned the ball over you do you have to secure the ball and as we know Jimmy G is always going to give you one the one thing that I saw last week when the 49ers played the Packers is while they did get a couple of interceptions they left like two three more just out there like there was a couple times where if the defender played it right if the defender ran through the pass, it probably could have been a pick six a couple times and it didn't happen and of course that definitely would have changed or swayed the or the game would have been different at that point so we know jimmy g is going to try to you know going to throw it up there it's just the the rams defense has to come down with it and do not you jimmy g cannot give them cannot give them extra possessions especially this rams team with that firepower that they have if jimmy g does not turn the ball over and the defense plays as physical as possible like like they usually do they have a good chance of winning how can they lose the game jimmy g turns the ball over (laughs) the again the last thing you want to do is give matthew Stafford with cooper cup and and cam Akers and odell beckham jr and sunny michelle you do not want to give them extra possessions you do not want to give them more time on the field in fact one th- this is the prime example of the way to beat this team and that is the rams is to keep their offense off the field now i know that's easier said than done when you're going up against a von miller when you're going up against an aaron donald but this that rams offensive line which has been good majority of the year it has to it has to keep jimmy g fresh enough to to make the quick passes you know you're gonna. i'm i'm already under the impression that they're going to use debo samuels well because they've done it all year you just do not turn the ball over. If you can win the turnover battle, then you are going to win the game. That's the 49ers. If you lose the turnover battle, which they could do, you're going to lose the game. Also, quite as this cap the 49ers, and shouts out to Mina man. you saw, you know, what was going on with Jeff George and, and coming at her for pretty much stating the fact is that If you look at all the teams, the Bengals, the Chiefs, the 49ers and the Rams, the 49ers by far, in my opinion, have the worst quarterback out of all teams. While Jimmy G has gotten them to a Super Bowl, I'm going to say, well, and they did lose, but they did get into Super Bowl two years ago. It was mainly because of that defense that they have. In fact, they're riding on. The defensive play, even though Debo Samuels has been great, even though Jimmy G did make some clutch passes against the Packers with George Kittle and, and, and stuff like that. It's may Jimmy G is the worst quarterback out of all the quarterbacks playing, in my opinion. And that, that's 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 a stat, that's something that has to be said. That's that's a way to lose the game when you're going up against a superior quarterback, in my opinion, and Matthew Stafford even though he hasn't won it. I mean, he's been in Detroit his whole career, so it's kind of hard to win. I just, I, that's something that you can lose it if Jimmy G, Jimmy G is pretty, and Jimmy G is, is, is the reason that you can lose this game. The, the defense played incredible against, you know, the Green Bay Packers in like zero degree weather. I think they're going to play a lot better, you know, in, in SoFi Stadium. So it's, Jimmy G can lose him the game. And the X factor, and the X factor has pretty much been the same uh, for the 49ers. It's actually uh, Debo Samuels. Debo Samuels is, has been one of the best players in the league all year. The way that the 49ers use him is incredible. Being half wide receiver, half running back, and effective at both. He is unlike anybody in the league, man. And he is their X factor. You, every single game he has a good game, they usually win. He was a big factor against uh, the, the Packers a week ago, uh, making big play after big play. Some, you know, he he had good uh, kick return, good kick returns. He, he, anytime Debo Samuels has a good game, they win. And I, if, if, if they're able to control, if they're able to control the clock, which will be in part or a big part of that will be how Debo Samuels plays, they have a they have a great shot in my opinion. Uh so I had my ex-factor would be Debo Samuels for the 49ers. Let's go over to the Rams. And this to me, this this, this had to happen. When you spend all the money that you spent on all on the offseason, when you brought in some of the people that you brought in uh on, on expiring contracts and and free agents moving forward the you're the rams is the definition of win now mode. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals they have a young squad. They're going to have a young squad for a while. A lot of them on their rookie contracts still. The Kansas City Chiefs they're pretty much I mean, you're going to you may lose some people in in free agency but your big guns, you know, Chris Jones, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, uh, Travis Couch, they're going to be there. And the 49ers you're still going to have to figure out what's going to happen with Jimmy G and Trey Lance and everything, but, you know, Debo's coming back. Uh, George Kittle's coming back. The defense is coming back. The Rams, this Rams team could look drastically different from next year. Now, yeah, Matthew Stafford's going to come back. Uh, Jalen Ramsey's probably going to come back uh what's his name Aaron Donald's gonna come back but you may not have Von Miller next year you may not have Odell you probably won't have Odell Beckham Jr. next year because he's gonna uh, cost a lot you made these moves to win now and this is what you're doing you and this is why people usually say they have to win they didn't make these moves not to not to in fact this these moves will be so much critical they'll be criticized so much if they didn't uh and when you have a, a coach like Sean McVay, when you have a quarterback, especially after giving up a, a f- number one overall quarterback that's got you to a Super Bowl in Jared Goff, and you get a Matthew Stafford, who he's a proven commodity, of course, in the league. However, he's playing on a team. He was playing on a team in Detroit that didn't go anywhere. So it, uh, this is, it's going to be a big game. It's going to be a big game for him. And I think that kind of goes into how they're going to win this game. They understand that they need to win this game. They understand that this could be, I'm not gonna say the last iteration because some of your big guns are, are still going to be there, but you know, I feel like a lot of people are rooting for this team. A lot of people are rooting for Matthew Stafford to win, especially seeing everything that he went through uh, in Detroit. A lot of people are rooting for elder L- Beckham, especially what happened in New York towards the end. What happened in Cleveland, the whole tenured. I think people, a lot of people, especially and, and you hear that in the league, a lot of league people are are rooting for this team. Um, I, I think a lot of people expect the for the Bengals to be there uh, in in the near future, or you know. Moving forward, which is why a lot of people outside of Cincinnati is not really rooting I'm not gonna say not rooting for them, but you can feel a lot of people kind of want these rams to 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 at least make it to the super Bowl and it could be the second consecutive year that the home team of the Super Bowl will be hosting so um it's the, the to me, they're playing with motivation and how they and this is how the Rams could win the game. They're playing with extra motivation. They're also playing with the superior quarterback. To me, Matthew Stafford is better than Jimmy G. They're playing with this. Their offense is superior to the the 49ers offense. Uh, Now, you know, it's pretty much a wash between Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay, even though Kyle Shanahan is beating them in the overall record. But it really goes down to uh, can can this Rams offense outdo the 49ers defense? Joe, C- cooper cup has been the best wide receiver in the league this year. Uh Tyler Higby has been big. Cam Akers has been big when he's been here, you know, even though he had an injury most of the season. Sonny Michelle has been big. Now I don't know how effective the running game is going to be with this dump, vaunted defense that is the 49ers, but this is it, it's going to be it's going to be a big it's going to be a big game. It's going to the Rams offense is going to have to they're going to have to score because um you just you're gonna have to break down this 49ers defense uh and and i think they you know we'll we'll see how it goes that's how they can win they're gonna have to win win the turnover battle because matthew stafford does have a propensity to turn the ball over at times bad situations but if they control the turnover battle they can definitely win the game um and of course get the ball to your best players, get the ball to Cooper cup, get the ball to Odell Beckham jr. You have a good shot. Uh, I think that the 49ers defense or offense is going to be, have their hands full with the pass rush. That is the the Rams. So the, the offense is going to have to come, come correct. You know what I mean? How can they lose this game? Well, (laughs) they've already lost to the 49ers twice. Uh, And if they, the last thing you want to do is keep you don't really want this a close game. Not saying you're gonna blow them out. I respect the 49ers enough for that, but you do not want this to be a close game because you're playing pretty much right into the 49ers' hands. Um, and you don't want a mistake by Matthew Stafford to 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 dictate the end of this game. That's what happened the first time when when you had, of course, the the interception and in overtime. And that's kind of what you saw almost saw last week when you had turnover you had like four turnovers in the second half that's not you do not want mistakes to ruin this game you do not want the ball uh you do not want Matthew Stafford to pretty Matthew Stafford's mistake to dictate this game. And that's, they could lose this game by being a finesse team. Cause you already know what the 49ers are going to do. The 49ers are going to come in and try to be as rugged as possible. If the, if the Rams do not match their physicality, they're going to lose. That's just how it's going to be. And the X factor. The X, to me, the X factor is Sean McVay. Sean McVay has struggled against, uh, has struggled against Kyle Shanahan. Of course, they both have like a, a, a mutual respect, but they also have a rivalry. I mean, they both were on the Washington squad, uh, and you 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 always want to beat your your fellow teammate, I guess you can say. Um, so their X factors can Sean McVay call up plays and do what he has to do um to 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 you don't want to get outcoached you don't want to get outcoached and there has been a couple games where he has been outcoached by Kyle Shanahan so I, I say the x factor is is um Sean McVay and the winner who do I have is going to win this game I think it's going to be the Rams I think the Rams are you know they kind of like the Kansas City Chiefs they beat Goliath last week in the four uh in the since or since in Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh and to me we they're hearing that you know you just lost to this team twice in the regular season Matthew Stafford's playing incredible he had the the play the play of his life um a week ago so I, I just I just think the 49ers are riding high right I mean 49ers I think well you can also say the same thing for the 49ers. The 49ers just beat Goliath as far as they beat the number one overall seed in the Packers in Lambeau. But I just think that Jimmy G has, they've been able to win the game. They won a game without a touchdown pass. In fact, I think Jimmy G has only thrown one touchdown pass in the playoffs. I don't think that's good. I think what they're going to try to do is they're going to try to make if Jimmy G beats you, Jimmy G beats you. Uh, I think that they're, and, and I don't know if he has the capability of doing that yet uh, or right now or or period, uh, especially against this Rams defense. So I have the Rams running this game. So I, I have a super bowl of the Kansas city chiefs and the LA Rams. I think that's what a lot of people expect. I think that's what a lot of people want. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals pull up an upset. I wouldn't be surprised if the 49ers pull up an upset. I'll probably be more surprised with the Bengals because of who they're playing. But um, I think it's going to be a great divisional championship uh, on Sunday, man. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Let's move forward. So the biggest, one of the biggest news or arguably the biggest news that happened this week was about Big Ben. Big Ben officially retires from the NFL. Um How do I how do I tackle this? Let me speak about the on-field. Let me speak about on-field first. Big Ben Big Ben was the first Josh Allen. Now, he, Big Ben never had the legs like Josh Allen. He was never the runner that Josh Allen is. But when you look at Josh Allen, you think of big, rugged um, cannon of an arm. That was Big Ben. Big Ben was, he was just a tank. Like it would, there would be linebackers that would hit, like hit Big Ben straight on and Big Ben doesn't fall. I mean, he's a two-time Super Bowl champion. We all remember the Antonio Holmes pat, pass and catch. Uh, Big Ben, you know, he—I think he was fifth, fifth all-time in touchdowns. You know, the thing about Big Ben that is probably frustrating the most is that he had he had talent that a Tom Brady didn't have because he Tom Brady didn't really have the cannon of an arm that that Big Ben did uh or or the physical stature, even though I think Tom Brady's like six, 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 five, six, seven. Um, you know, Big Ben is rugged. He didn't, but this really sh- Big Ben is a cautionary tale, I guess. To say like, this is what happens when I'm not gonna say cautionary tale, because he did win two Super Bowls. But Big Ben is a prime example of somebody that never reached their potential, which is which is crazy to think, because more than likely he would be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, he won two Super Bowls. He was a uh, touchdown leader a couple years, I think three or four years. But it's documented and it's famous that Big Ben never really took, uh, never really took the off season seriously as far as working out. It, he has like he is famous for that. And you can tell, I mean, he's about to be he's like he's forty years old, and he's an old forty, especially when we talk about the NFL. And when you see his counterparts like a Tom Brady, like an Aaron Rodgers still playing at a supreme level past forty, and then you look at Big Ben, whose arm has been shot for a couple years, you can tell that that you know, I, I just feel you when you look at now, I understand that research is different from when big Ben came into the league and people like Russell Wilson. uh, But when you see quarterbacks like Russell Wilson spend like a million dollars a year on his body, because he understands that his body is the, is the breadwinner uh, and big Ben and and Tom Brady even knows that, which is why he's, he's more than likely going to come back another year at uh, 45 or 46 or something like that, that it, it just it's 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 weird talking about it as far as Big Ben because he is a two time super Bowl champion he has all these accolades he just doesn't have he's never really considered like I just feel he would probably play longer and 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 be a lot more effective towards the end of his career uh if he would have took his body seriously and again i'm it's not me making stuff up it's 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 documented that he did not he wasn't a, a workout warrior it'd be, it'd be different if i wasn't a workout warrior because i'm not in a professional athlete you know what i'm saying like i go hoop a lot but outside of that like I, and i'm trying to look good but outside of that my body's not making me money so I, I would understand if i don't put in the same amount of time in my body as like a russell wilson or something but you have big Ben who your body is your, I mean, look at, look at the, look at the, look at the uh, Steelers these last few years. And what is their biggest, what is our biggest gripe with the Steelers? They cannot push the ball down the field because big Ben's arm is shot. Um, even, even if you look at uh, Drew Brees end of his career, which his arm was pretty much shot. Drew Brees. And he didn't, he didn't have as much Super bowls, but a, a lot of people look at Drew Brees a lot differently than big Ben. So But, again, Big Ben is still going to go down as one of the best uh, quarterbacks to ever play. Again, I think he's fifth in passing yards or touchdowns or something like that. Um, Two-time Super Bowl champion. Shouts out to Big Ben. But one thing that needs to be talked about is the -the off-the-field situations with Big Ben. I understand it's a different sport but it's funny to me and it's 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 so it's, always, it's always, i always sit back and watch how people talk about the same thing just differently with different people now again i understand that baseball is a different sport but we just had a conversation last episode about barry bonds not making it into the hall of fame uh roger clemens uh kurt Schilling's. Because of, you know, steroid use, when we talk about Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds, and of course, Curt Schillings is just a, (laughs) some of his personal views is, is a little out there. But the argument is, I mean, Barry Bonds is hands down. One of the greatest baseball players to ever walk the face of this earth. And people... And he, he's not in the Hall of Fame. Roger Clemens is one of the best baseball players to ever live. He's not in the Hall of Fame because of steroids. And I've heard people that are okay with that. Now, of course, there's a lot of people that are not, but I've heard people are okay with that. Michael Vick. Another co- Another conversation that was going around is, is is Michael Vick, or should Michael Vick be a Hall of Famer? No, he didn't win a Super Bowl. But kind of like we talk about Yao Ming, right? If you look at Yao Ming's pure numbers, just pure numbers, no offense to Yao Ming, but if you look at his pure numbers, Yao Ming is not a Hall of Famer. If that was the case, then... There, there's a lot of people that should be a hall of fame Yao ming is in the hall of fame because what he did for his culture what he did for you know uh nba's footprint in you know f- overseas or what they did in, in china what, what he his how big he was as far as an international player um again if you look at straight numbers while he had some very productive seasons Yao Ming is not a Hall of Famer, but if you look at the impact he is, go back to Mike Vick, Mike Vick's impact, not only on the, in the game of football, not only on uh, the, the, the Falcons, but Michael Vick's impact as far as culturally is almost like the only person that I can kind of see have the same uh, impact was Allen Iverson. But and if you look at just pure numbers on the field, Michael Vick should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. But what you're hearing is because of what happened with the dogs, because of what happened with the dogs, more than likely, Michael Vick may not even make the Hall of Fame. Not let don't forget about the first round or first ballot, he may not touch the Hall of Fame because of what happened with the Dogs. Not the fact that he was incredible in Atlanta. He was also incredible after te- after spending uh, a couple years in jail. He was incredible for the Eagles. I'm just going to talk about the dog stuff. And, uh, and, and these are conversations I've heard this week or since Big Ben officially retired. Now let's get back to Big Ben. As uncomfortable as it is, for people to talk about big ben has multiple sexual assault cases now of course he wasn't proven i guess it was proven that he didn't do it or or not let me not say it he was never uh convicted of anything but he has multiple had he had multiple sexual assault um sexual assault uh accusations multiple yet i haven't heard one person bring that up when we talk about all i've heard is big ben is a for sure first ballot hall of Famer. you know who else had uh sexual assault allegations that that actually it was it came out that it wasn't even true and people still held it to his name kobe bryant While that's that's that didn't stop him from going to the hall of fame there are still people to this day after it's been proven that the young lady lied there's people to this day that still look at Kobe Bryant and say, hey, he did rapes, raped that woman in in, in Phoenix. Yet and still, Big Ben has multiple sexual assault allegations, as big as rape, rape allegations. And not one person says, well, well, Maybe he's, you know, he's still going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. That really shows you. That shows you right there. If anybody wants to question how African Americans are seen to writers, to Hall of Fame voters, to scouts, to coaches, to analysts, not all of them, but how... A lot of African-American athletes are viewed compared to Caucasian athletes. Look at Michael Vick and look at Big Ben. Now, I understand Big Ben has accomplished more than Michael Vick. But if you ask me, both are Hall of Famers because of their on-field influence, because of what they did on-field. However, there is a strong possibility that Michael Vick will not make the Hall of Fame because of what happened with the dogs, which, by the way, if you want to be real, he was not even fighting dogs at it. It was just happening at his estate. There's a very good shot that Michael Vick will not make the Hall of Fame because of that. Dogs. I understand how precious dogs are, but dogs. Yet there is a strong possibility that Big Ben will make the Hall of Fame first ballot. Yet he has multiple rape allegations and cases against him. Now I don't know I don't know how those cases ended, but I know that he ain't doing no jail time, and I know that people swept that under the rug. That's unfortunate. And I don't, I'm not one of those people that like to, to bring up somebody's lowest point at their, you know, at their high, you know, I don't like, you know, somebody bringing up retirement or somebody winning a championship and say, hey, remember, he he did have this or y'all love him so much after he did it. I'm not, I don't like doing that. But I don't think it is fair. I know it's not fair how African Americans are viewed in the media at times. African American athletes are viewed in the media if they mess up. Yet and still, there are athletes like Ben Roslisberger that have multiple rape allegations against him and nobody talks about it. No, except black women on Twitter. everyone says he's a first ballot hall of famer and yes while michael vick and big ben big ben has accomplished more than michael vick but people aren't saying that michael vick won't be a hall of famer because of what he did on the field they're saying he he possibly won't be a hall of famer because what happened off the field when if you ask me (laughs) what big Ben did off the field is 10 times worse than what Michael Vick did off the field. And you can hate me for it. I love dogs as well, but I, I know that if you ask me was worse dog fighting or rape, give me dog fighting for 200 Alex. I think they're both bad, but I'm not trying to rape nobody multiple times, by the way, hey but shouts out to big ben for officially retiring first ballot hall of famer um let's move forward uh the broncos hired nathaniel hackett uh to be their new head coach why this is so big such big news uh because he was the former packers offensive coordinator and we all know that the broncos have been um the Broncos are one of the teams that were that was uh, in in bed or that are in bed trying to get Aaron Rodgers. If he if he does decide to leave Green Bay um, and the same the same way I feel about uh, David Cully getting the job for Houston is kind of how I feel about Nathaniel Hackett. It's not really fair. You didn't hire Nathaniel Hackett because he's such a good coach. First and foremost, Matt LaFleur calls the plays, who is the head coach, of course, for the Green Bay Packers. He calls the plays for uh for Green Bay. While, of course, Nathan Nathaniel Hackett helped build those plays and can can throw insight. Matt LaFleur at the end of the day calls those plays. So the only reason why you're hiring Hackett is to get Aaron Rodgers. Now imagine. If they don't get Aaron Rodgers, do you think what would 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 Nathaniel Hackett then be the 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 right choice? In fact, I see them. I don't see the Broncos keeping uh, Nathaniel Hackett for two years or for a year or two after after this season, if they or after next season, if if they don't get Aaron Rodgers, I don't see them keeping Nathaniel Hackett. And that's unfair to him. And that's not right for the organization. I mean, again, it goes back to the David Cully thing. But David Cully didn't I put money if if David Cully was their head coach and he said uh, Deshaun Watson said, All right, because David Cully's the head coach, I'm gonna stay. I put money, David Cully would be the head coach. He did not do a bad job this year. He was working with a team that was a garbage team. You trade, you trade Mark Ingram. Your, your your number one option at quarterback and Deshaun Watson didn't even show or didn't show up. Tyrod Taylor got hurt throughout the season, so you're playing with a third string rookie quarterback and still won four games, matching what you did last a year pr- previous with Deshaun Watson with Brandon Cooks. Yet and still, because you hired David Culley because Deshaun Watson said that he wants an African-American coach, you hired David Culley not because you think he's, he's, he's qualified to be a uh, head coach, but you, you, you do that to try to appease Deshaun Watson because it doesn't happen. Now David Culley's out of there. What do you think is going to happen with Nathaniel Hackett? First and foremost, he could be a great coach, but he is an offensive coordinator for a team that is based really, their strongest point is their defense. And you got to think about it. If Deshaun, want, I mean, if Aaron Rodgers does not go to uh, Denver, your, your starting quarterback is going to be between Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. I love Teddy. He ain't no starting quarterback for a championship-caliber team. And we all know Drew Locke. Drew Locke's Hall of Fame moment was him rapping Young Jeezy on the sideline. He ain't done nothing since or uh, before or since. So it's just unfair to Nathaniel Hackett. I don't even know if he's good enough to be a head coach. We'll see. But the only reason, in my opinion, they hired him is to to hope to get uh Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers has has spoken glowingly of Hackett, even though, and yes, he is the offensive he was the offensive coordinator for the Packers, even though Matt Lafleur calls the plays, who is the head coach? So it's 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 not right now. If, if, if they do get Aaron Rodgers, then I guess it paid off. But what if they don't? If they don't, you're pretty much. Imagine if they don't get, if Denver does not get Aaron Rodgers and they have a poor season next year, which is very likely going to happen because they don't have good, they have a good core. I mean, you have Sutton, you have uh, Melvin Gordon, you have Judy, but you don't have the quarterback. So I don't expect them to have a good year. If they don't get uh, Aaron Rodgers, you think Nathaniel Hackett, especially when you have, when you hire an when you hire a, this also goes back. I, I get why they they you know they hired him to attract Aaron Rodgers because if you want to hire an offensive coordinator, why not hire the best offensive coordinator in the league right now, and that's Eric Bieniemy. Could you see? What Eric Bieniemy has transformed that Kansas City Chiefs' the offense into. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, man, it's it's unfair. It's unfair to uh, Nathaniel Hackett if they don't end up getting Aaron Rodgers, and that's pretty much you can say it's uh, you know he has a great shot. No, you can. It's it's clear why they hired Nathaniel Hackett. Clear, and if they don't, kind of like the David Cully situation, if they don't get that prize, if they don't get that big fish, if. David Cully was not able to or if the hiring of David Cully did not keep Sean Watson. Now you see where David Cully is unemployed uh, Nathaniel Hackett. If Nathaniel Hackett does not have a good season because they were not able to attract Aaron Rodgers. I don't I don't see how you I don't see how he he, he keeps his job. And that's unfortunate. for him. So also the Bears hired uh, Matt Eberflus uh, at, for a head coach was a defensive coordinator um i don't know if that's a good hire because your the star player is justin fields and that you're going into a second season which is pretty much like the most important time of his development and you're you're hiring a defensive coach for a team that your strongest point is the defense and you just fired a defensive-minded coach and it didn't work out not saying that uh Iberflus is going to be you know the same as matt nagy but you matt nagy is a defensive minded coach and it, and while the defense was all right their offense suffered and i would hope that you'd get a coach that um that is able to connect with justin fields now if matt Iberflu is able to do that and shouts out to him but I would have gone with a, I don't know, maybe Eric Bieniemy, Brian Leffwich. I'm just, I'm just saying. But you know, it's it's damn near impossible for African Americans to have a coaching job, even though, even though there are some incredible candidates. Man, Brian Flores still doesn't have a job. Which one of the they they could still get the job. You know, Brian Flores can can take the the the. Patriots job, like I can see it. I'm just saying, like it's it's not only is it tough for African Americans to get a head coaching job, i.e., there's only one of them right now. there's also tough to retain it, cause. that's I say the New England Patriots? I meant the um. I did not mean the New England Patriots. I meant uh the Houston Texans job, but. It's 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 hard for them or the yeah it's hard for them to uh, retain retain that job because they're working with nothing so but you know shouts out to Nathaniel Hackett and shouts out to uh, Matt Eberfruz. so yeah moving forward uh, and lastly before we go the NBA All Star starters were were uh, announced the other day course KD and LeBron are the captains and I really don't have a problem with much I mean the eastern conference uh, is Kevin Durant Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, Joel Embiid Trey Young and DeMar DeRozan the only problem I have with the east is DeMar DeRozan has played power forward for the Bulls the entire year so I don't understand why he's not in the guard position I mean the forward position I kind of understand as far as you want to reward the Chicago Bulls uh for for you know their their play and the martyr rosen has clearly been their best player and you're not gonna he's not gonna get a start over kd over Giannis over joel and bead which are the forwards so you move him to guard because that's technically his position is and it has always been until this year shooting guard so i understand but again the bulls have played him at He's been the sh- he's been the power forward the entire year, so I don't understand why he's that. Um, people are saying that James Harden's been snubbed. No, I think at this point, if he would have been a starter, it's to do the name alone. He's played well in certain instances of the season, but as a totality of the season, he hasn't played that well. Uh, as of late, he has, but not def- especially not the entire or the the entire first half of the season. So no. Um, a lot of people were saying, what about Zach Levine? I can see that. However, Zach Levine was injured. Um, so I also understand why he didn't play. I, the one thing I will say, too, is Trey Young has had, a, had, a, had a, a pretty decent season. However, I would have awarded the, the other shooting or the other guard spot to Darius Garland, while I do think that Darius Garland more than likely will be a uh, a reserve, I just think that Darius Garland has played well enough to be. Um, I think Darius Garland has played well enough to be a starter. You know, he's 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 the 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 driving force of a team that is Cleveland that nobody had expectations for. Nobody thought they would be good, and I think they're sitting as like third in the in the East. Um, and, and he's been incredible all year, even with, uh, Colin Sexton being out. In fact, I think Colin Sexton being out helped him, uh, kind of elevate his game, but he's been great. So I would have awarded him while, yes, I probably still would have Trey young as a, as an all-star. I just would have Darius Garland as a, as a starter. Um, but I don't, I don't really have a problem with it. Of course, Kevin Durant won't be playing in the all-star game due to, you know, injury. So I can see. I mean, I can I can see a Jason Tatum taking his spot. I can see a, a, a Jimmy Butler possibly taking his spot. Um, he'll still be the captain, so I think he'll still, you know, vote for the team. But, you know, Kevin Durant won't be playing uh, due to injury. So more than likely, Jason Tatum or or maybe Jimmy Butler will take his spot. So those are the starters for the East. And the West, everybody... <laughs> Everybody has been up in arms. I mean, it's been LeBron James, Nicole Jokic, Andrew Wiggins, Steph Curry, John Morant. Everyone's been up in arms about Andrew Wiggins being, our, being a starter. Uh, but, but you got to think about it, man. Uh, I understand, but what about Luka? First of all, Luka plays guard. So I wouldn't put Luka over Steph, nor would I put Luka over uh, John Morant. Uh, Devin Booker, guard. Chris Paul, ball, guard. DeJounte Murray, who's been incredible, guard. So so if you look at the forge, right? Who would you start over um uh Andrew Wiggins right now? Uh, Draymond Green could be the case, but he's injured. Um Paul George, he's he may not come back this year. I understand I think the biggest argument would probably be Kyle Anthony Towns. Uh, but I think the voters one more voters voted for Andrew Wiggins. Also, they kind of rewarded winning because I mean the Golden State Warriors is third in the western conference or second i'm sorry second in the western conference i think second in the entire league and andrew wiggins had an incredible season andrew wiggins has has had his best season by far maybe not statistically but of course impact and his importance to a team and and shot making and like he's had an incredible year um once the once the um but yeah i don't have a problem with it man of course you knew LeBron James was gonna make it. You knew Nicole Jokic. You I'm glad that they rewarded John Morant. Uh John Morant's had an incredible, incredible season. Uh MVP worthy season, or at least MVP candidate season. He's been great. Uh and Steph Curry, same thing. In fact, <laughs> every single person on, on the West, except for Andrew Wiggins will be in the mvp discussion lebron nicole Jokic, steph curry john morant so uh and that's no slight to andrew wiggins i mean but you're playing alongside steph curry um but yeah a lot of people's like why why couldn't luca be there because he's a guard why couldn't um i don't know we just went over the only the only i guess ford you could kind of argue about is carl anthony towns or draymond green and draymond green has missed some time and more than likely would miss the all-star game due to his health and carl anthony towns i mean they've been losing i mean they're 24 and 24 and the golden state warriors are 36 and 13 so and it's fan vote so the most of the fans voted for andrew wiggins and i have no problem with him so well, there you have it, man. That's been today's episode of the Impopular Podcast. I appreciate you bearing with me with you know what we have. Uh, again, I'm not home for all my uh, even if the audio sounds a little different, uh, or if it if it looks different, again, I'm not home, so I appreciate it. Uh do the work. If you want a popular podcast shirt, hoodie, long sleeve, joggers, sweater, the link's in the description below. I have multiple different colors, multiple different designs. So, whatever your preference is, I got you. Just click on the link below also please subscribe to whoever you're listening please subscribe to wherever you're watching it definitely means a lot to me also if you can leave leave a comment leave a like you know i'm trying to get the algorithms going and, and, and i want more people to to i guess come to the unpopular podcast and, and and listen to i guess my takes on sports so but again i appreciate you guys i love you guys and until next time much love
2: Yeah. You know what I'm and talk that shit mean a lot to me. You know, this shit don't feel as good as it look. I'ma keep it real. With I'm straight though. The street shit made me what I am today, niggas. know I went so hard for shit. I deserve this shit, niggas. Ah! But you coming, nigga! This ain't my story about rags to riches, more about how I mastered physics. Uh In the game, I used to train like Rocky, catching chickens. I was nice, but they was right when they told me that rapper Bendis. I had 10 bands in my stash when I passed over half a million. Come easy, no good. Don't be surprised I'll last these niggas. It's like they put out a smash, then they gone in a flash, admit it. And then they make tracks and distance like that's going to add up the digits. They showing fake racks and pictures like that's going to attract the pictures. That was really me, nigga. I ain't have to act and conflict it. Only difference is I'm living. And I would have whacked one of them niggas who knew that after drug dealing, I still be casual spending mil plus annual income. So here's my manual. There's some and this East side, shit's stealing me my ability to turn words to imagery. Probably the reason they going to remember me. Figure we walk this tightrope with a feline's agility. The streets did so much shit to me. I could never leave. Civilly. I can never lead a scene without checking my mirrors visually <laughs> Come with that energy cause some shit gon' always stick with me They wanna know what I brought to Griselda I say validity They asking what work that niggas put in I'm like, what didn't we? Problems? Then I correct through the obstacles I progress Illogical for them to feel they responsible for our success Besides Kanye West Tell me who else I gotta respect Cause I'm kinda perplexed It's about time that I got my respect
0: It's the butcher, nigga Let's go about time that I got my respect, it's the butcher, nigga. Yeah. Cold fucking world. Well. the shit, you know what I mean? Griselda, Griselda, Griselda. You know what it is, nigga. When I show up. On 10 nigga, not nine. On the night I was born, the rain was pouring, God was crying, lightning struck, power outage, sparks was flying, the real ones here. The young boy that walked with lions around the outlines of chalk where the corpse is lying, a cause I'm trying. The revive a sport that's dying. But the guns in the drug bars that y'all are lying Got these nerves thinking that you niggas hard as iron. But that just mean I ain't as comfortable as y'all with lying, stretching the truth. No, I never stress in a booth they feel the pressure me i feel like i just left a masseuse effortless how i'm skating on these records is- I put your favorite rapper neck in the noose Never letting them loose Cold world, the heater the blast to your speaker He the last of Mohicans No weakness, last in my sneakers Nigga want me on the song He gon' see the wrath of the reaper I'm probably gon' go to hell if Jesus asked for a feature I'm higher than niggas They don't need a bag full of reefer Some see the glass is empty I see a glass full of ether Collecting his bread and mass like he a Catholic preacher Just to count a nigga cash You might need a calculus teacher Eureka Einstein on the brink of the theory of relativity Really, no MC equal Feel me, cope and be lethal Crip like an old MTV show uh, On God, the best rapper alive Headshot, not going ass The best rappers that died They tell you he never lied, lied. Yeah, to talk